this one's going to be a little bit different. Uh, what we're going to do here, this is a very special episode. I don't know how many of the listeners remember a show on NBC called Seinfeld, but at least one of the members of Cook Street remembers this show very well, Mr. Justin Terrell, and the reason is because he wrote a spec script when he was 10? That's what we're going with. You're calling it, yeah, so <laughs> give me some backstory, because we have a, tw- what we're about to do, this this episode is going to be fully devoted to uh, Cook Street performing an episode of Seinfeld written by Justin Terrell, uh, age 10. Tell me what happened here. So... Uh, I, I believe I had written, I know I wrote a, uh, pilot for a sitcom of my own, uh, creation called High Hopes, uh, around the same time. Ooh, I didn't know that. No, I couldn't find that one. Uh, and I think that was a, uh, freshman year dorm, uh, was the setting and it was like followed two main characters that both had kids at the dorm. You got to write what you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, but so I think it, it it was kind of in the same era of like, oh, I'll start screenwriting. And maybe I heard what spec was and that like, if you want a writing job, you get, you should write a show that already exists. Um, I don't think I ever wrote a Simpsons episode, but I know I, tr- I will get there. <laughs> we'll get there. I would watch Simpsons and I'd write down, I'd just copy the script. Right. Um, this was the only spec script I wrote, though. And, uh, yeah, I'm saying 10 because of a movie that's referenced uh, that came out in 1994. So 10 is the earliest I can claim that this bad writing comes from. Right. So this was probably written by, like, age 15, Justin. <laughs> no, no, no. I was in high school and just ripping shots with the lacrosse team. Right. So uh, either way, like... I guess I, but it, yeah, we found it. The reason the sketch exists because I found it. Like digging through uh, our childhood home, I realized I still had a paper copy of this. So yeah, and I think it's important to mention that when we found out that this existed, we were like, "This is a great episode for comedy for the blind." We'll just like re- we'll just perform this episode of Seinfeld that Young Justin wrote. And as we read it, we were like, "Well, <laughs> uh, problematic." You know, it's it's adorable, but you know, at some point, we need to. Talk about <laughs> talk about what's happening here. Um, so what will happen in this episode is we're going to uh, perform this episode of Seinfeld, and uh, we'll take breaks between scenes probably to discuss uh, what's great about it, um, all the reasons that it hasn't aged at all, um, how the performances are so good. All of that stuff, you know. Are you honored to have me here? I mean, this is. I this is kind of my cream dream. Uh, (laughs) I mean, it's pretty great. It's uh, it it, honestly, it's this is a silly, this is very impressive for a ten year old. Thank you. I don't. I don't disagree. I mean, we can get into it later about the things that I actually am pleased by, but (laughs) I can't wait to find out. (laughs) All right, so. uh, No further ado, Seinfeld by Justin Terrell, as performed by Cook Street Productions. You know what I hate about answering machines? They always screw up a person's voice. And nowadays, people just go, it's me, call me. 
Plus, you know, the people who call you figure you have completely nothing to do. So why can't you take some time out of your day and play the guessing game? If it's your best friend calling on a bad answering machine, it sounds like it could be anybody. I'm also convinced that no one listens to what you're saying on the greeting when they call. They're too busy thinking of what they're going to say on the message. <laughs> Pretty good stuff. I mean, right? The crowd liked it. Yeah. Um, I'm just dying to know. Were you tempted to do any editing? Like to that's like, a great question. To plug in like oh, just like ten year old Justin was really really ahead of his game. I'm glad you brought that up. I was this was so painful in uh, typing it out for you guys to not just remove an extra word here and there <laughs> right. because man, it is clunky. Uh, I believe there were there were a few cases. Uh, maybe five total where I was like, I'm just getting rid of that word because it's not even worth it. Like, the, it's still bad even by getting rid of it. Right. And the monologue is definitely where that three of them were probably located. Uh, but even when we were recording the performance, uh, I think I skipped over a word and Nate was very taskmaster. He said, <laughs> no, no, no. You need to say it was either whoops or G or yeah, something. Yeah, there's a G in there. There's yeah. a... <laughs> So no, this is uh, this is true to form. It wouldn't be an honest exercise. I mean, you can't polish this turd. Yeah. Okay. Why Seinfeld? Was it because it felt accessible? Because it starts with a premise like, yeah, voicemails. Your voice sounds different on voicemails. Because it wasn't necessarily your favorite show. No, right? I, I mean, I, I'd, I'd say The Simpsons was one, uh, but Seinfeld was a very close to. But also Saturday Night Live, I was very loyal to. So I, I'm kind of surprised that I never wrote a sketch. Um, yeah, up until Cook Street started, basically. So, to to make you feel better, um, and I haven't told you this yet, but uh, I wrote a Simpsons. It wasn't a full script, but I wrote a, a series of Simpsons scenes, mm-hmm. and the only thing I remember from that, and I was probably around the same age, was Homer. Um, opening a cabinet door. He's a dumb one, right? He's the he's the dummy. <laughs> Uh, opening a cabinet door and it hit his head, and he said, "Dough." Yeah, you gotta get. And then it bounced down and kept popping up and hitting wow. him in the head, and he kept saying, "Dough." What's What's annoying? So, <laughs> I mean, the bar is low. What's weird is you know th- that starts with you know what I hate about answering machines. Sure. I at least don't feel bad about nailing that opener because yeah. now if we if anyone was asked to do a Seinfeld impression. They would say, you know what, blah 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 blah. Definitely, so I mean, like the yeah, this, talking about a small thing that is bad that yeah becomes a big thing it has become the easiest way to make fun of Jerry Seinfeld. But I mean, truly, that's why the show succeeded. Yeah. So um, as long as we don't find out that you were seventeen when you wrote this, this is a rousing success for you. Well, thank God we were in a different era because there ain't no receipts. <laughs> <laughs> No Instagram story of me like, check it out, scene one, done. Okay. Interior, Jerry's apartment, day. Hello. Yeah. What? (laughs) Hello? It's me. Come on up. You want me to come and give you money so you can buy a stupid answering machine? Who's doing what now? 
Oh, that was Kramer. He wants me to come down to the mall and buy an answering machine. So are you? Yeah, I guess. Maybe we could go to a movie. Do you want to come with me? Sure. You know, you should keep the answering machine. It's your money. Besides, you broke yours. Yeah, but I kind of enjoy freedom. Freedom of what? Of knowing you don't need to worry about that. Hey, why don't you call Elaine? See if she wants to see a movie. Sure. Hey, Elaine. Uh, Jerry and I are going down to the mall. Uh, Do you want to meet us at the theater and we can see a movie? Oh, I see. What happened? Elaine's boss is sick, so she's stuck at work for a couple of hours just taking care of him. Oh, you want to drive? Yeah, sure. First of all, the the tendrils from the monologue into just flowing seamlessly into the first scene. Um, color me impressed. Uh, we're talking about answering machines. Mm-hmm. Right off the bat, you you hear this is going to be about answering machines, and then it is. <laughs> Boy, so is promise it. fulfilled. <laughs> um, were you aware, or do you remember being aware, or can you justify now trying to set up an ABC storyline or an AB storyline, or like having multiple things happen within the same episode? I am glad you brought this up. When I mentioned that there are a couple things I'm proud of, I think I've gotten worse at story structure. <laughs> this, I mean, it's pretty tight. It's immaculate. Yeah. Like, to the point where we were thinking, like, oh, should we skip some of these scenes because it's so unbearable to listen to us perform this shitty dialogue. And we really can't because every scene connects. They connect. The audience will be lost. And, like, as far as the the thing that Seinfeld gets rightfully and curbs even worse about, of just these little coincidences, right. misunderstandings, tying up where all four characters, you know, end up with something like, that was accomplished in this, as the audience will hear. Are we done with the first scene? <laughs> yeah. I got some because it's the worst. It's the worst thirty seconds to end oh, a scene I've on. ever there's, heard. There's you. you there's not so a single much, joke. You but you get a lot of exposition done. Yeah. You talk about the answering machine and why it's a problem. Sure, it's but, broken. But the whole Jerry and I going to the mall. Do you want to meet us at a theater? See a movie. His uh, her boss is sick. Never comes back. I I didn't <laughs> notice that. What Elaine's has no role in this. In so, this part of the. I, I would say that if, if I was going to indict 10-year-old Justin, um, I would say he didn't have a great grasp on uh, being able to write for women. Um, certainly the same thing is true for 35-year-old Justin, but, you know. She was working. She was working. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Uh, yeah, I think uh, it also shows a skewed perception of adulthood. That's just like, hey, middle of the day, you want to go see a movie? Right. But that was Seinfeld. That was Seinfeld, yeah. 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 I really don't understand the uh, free. I like having the freedom, freedom of what, of knowing you don't have to worry about that. Yeah. So about that, <laughs> was that one of your? Out, was that one of your notes? <laughs> it's a real cop what out. The fuck just, does that mean? Also, like the, without any sort of. I mean, as long as you say it quickly enough, it's freedom of what of knowing you don't need to worry about that. Hey, why don't you call Elaine? <laughs> You've moved on. Yeah. Uh, you're moving the story. Um, <laughs> I love that. Hello. Yeah. What's yeah in response to? <laughs> Because yeah. I think that's just a bad writer instinct to be like, yeah, I think I know what well, people frankly, sound like I on the phone. Well, frankly, I think that's kind of the premise of the entire episode is, hello, is this Jerry? Yeah. 
<laughs> sure. Yeah, your voice sounds weird. I can't tell. I want to clarify a lot um, for the audience. But yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's it's insane how quickly Kramer explains the situation at the mall. And, you know, George goes up the stairs and it happens all very quickly. But again, that's kind of sitcom trope. That's true. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, did you feel like you had a gra- a better grasp or on, on rereading? Because you don't remember. After all the drugs you've done, you don't remember like when you wrote this. Um, do you feel on rereading that you had a grasp, a better grasp on a specific character than others? Or are lines distributed <laughs> randomly? I think think i i would say jerry the most uh i think george a little bit i think you got george pretty well uh kramer Kramer's the issue he's isn't he? what i realized and we watched an episode of seinfeld the other night just to kind of uh see how the pros did it i think michael richards was just very good and weird yeah uh and i mean we'll see in this next scene that the actor playing kramer is uh no michael richards no multiple emmy winner uh but he's also not a racist yeah so (laughs) So that's good yeah there's give and take there uh but and elaine just no hope no hope at all she's a woman all right we're in the mall hey kramer so where's this answering machine from heaven it's over there it is something oh my god Will you look at that? Touch with your eyes, George, not with your hands. So, Jerry, where's the cash? Well, first, how much is it? It's on sale for $150. I feel like a kid in a candy store. Are you going to buy it? No, it's pretty expensive. I mean, $150 for some crappy answering machine? No way. Are you insane? (laughs) This is the most brilliant invention of our time. I won't let you talk about it that way. He won't hurt you. He's right, you know, Jerry. Come on. We're dying, Jerry. We're dying. What's so special about it? It's portable. It talks to you. It records messages at the exact time that they call. And then it tells you when they called. It's It's amazing. amazing. You two are so into buying this, aren't you? Gee, fine. But it stays in my apartment. I think it's my favorite scene of the whole thing. It's pretty good. Uh, It starts off with such a banger. The from heaven. From heaven. The preposition is odd. Yeah. Well, I mean, that was a thing, though. Like, if you're, you know, look, Jerry's very put upon Uh by his friends. I I really drilled. That is the entire episode. Just you guys are knuckleheads. Right. Is essentially every Jerry line. Sure. He's a straight man. But, like, shortly thereafter is, I feel like, a kid in a candy store. Like, I feel like that's the same world as blank from heaven. They're just expressions. Right. They're not funny. (laughs) Why are there... This is probably a good time to ask this question of myself. Why are the opinions on answering machines so polarized? They're really polarized, (laughs) yeah. Um, Why does George love it? So, we're going to talk a little bit throughout this about um because it's pretty obvious that you were pulling from non-seinfeld influence i already know the line okay tell me it is uh george hugging the answering machine saying he won't won't hurt hurt you you. that is not a seinfeld type line that is definitely homer caring for his big ass sandwich 
sandwich or lobster. Right. Um, yeah. How could I stay mad at you? How could I stay mad yeah, at you? Yeah, so I don't know if the audience could get that because uh, you didn't see the visual, but he hugs the answering machine and says, he won't hurt you. Right. Which is such a, man, 10-year-old Justin would have fucking ate that shit up. <laughs> he did. Yeah, he did. We have another one later that I liked uh, just as much as that, but it is really interesting because like, like for in- influences for you, uh, comedy influences at this age, it really was, it was Seinfeld the Simpsons and Silent Live, yeah, right? Yeah. And I think those three things, like you could just point at a lot of the lines and say, well, there's that one, there's this one, there's that one. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I don't understand what, like, the What's So Special About It series, where the back and forth of, like, oh, it's fun when two characters kind of alternate lines and speak at the same time. I thought that was well, I thought you pulled that off pretty well. None of the, none of the things are funny. No, but but the fact that they're on the same page, (laughs) that's doing the bulk of the work. One thing in in editing together the the performances and the sound design uh, was trying to figure out where a laugh track would go. I mean, obviously, it's yeah, say, yeah, it's yeah. if we had done this with no laugh track. I mean, it's just yeah. like watching Friends with no laugh track. It is uncomfortable. It's every it's every three and a half seconds. Yeah, so like... but uh, it's very unclear to me what I thought jokes were. Yeah, <laughs> sure, <laughs> sure. Um, but Kramer has an answering machine that he wants Jerry to see. They go down there and see it, and now we're moving on. So really, like. You're moving things, mm-hmm. and that's really important. Presumably, they're going to go see a movie now. And at this point, we haven't said anything that really dates this outside of technology, mm-hmm. and we're about to get a little bit offensive. <laughs> get out. You thought Simba was a homophobic? <laughs> Who was gay? The hyenas. They tried to hide it. But my young friends, no one hides anything from Cosmo Kramer. How's your girlfriend, Kramer? Skit show. She calls me up in the middle of the night to talk about things that just pop in her mind. Hey, check out this phony walking in. <laughs> Look at that. He unbuttoned his collar. Is that really necessary? I mean, like, we want to see his chest hair. He's a homophobic. What's with you today and homophobics? It's my girlfriend. She calls me up last night at midnight to talk about how she hates gays. Hey, I got the check. What is up with you? What are you so happy about? It's this girl at Skyburger. She tells these dirty jokes and they just kill me. I I think I have a big chance with her. Hey, I'm going to give her your number. Why? I can't afford a phone. She thinks you have a good apartment with a stable job, huh? She's dreaming. Just don't answer. Screen your calls with your answering machine. I'm not gonna do that. My family never leaves messages. My mom will call wondering why I don't answer. I'll never get sleep with the phone ringing off the hook. I'll go insane. I'll be invited to an institution. I'll commit suicide with the constant ringing in my ear, but at least I'll know I helped you talk dirty with a fast food clerk. Just do it for one day. You don't have to be so sarcastic. It just, it gets, uh, I think this scene gets stronger as it goes on, which is saying something considering what we start with. Here's here's a strength of 10-year-old Justin is uh, 
starting scenes out with a bang. Hey, we're in the middle of the action. Yeah, that's yeah. that's a sign. It, you're it, not you're not saying uh, I watched The Lion King. Kramer doesn't say Simba was a homophobic. Right. Jerry says, "Get out." You thought Simba was a homophobic, and the audience is like, "Hey." I'm catching up. This is yeah. what we call it in media res. In media res. Which is Latin. Right. Um, that doesn't save you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I bet you want to talk about the gay listen, stuff. Listen, this is not on you, obviously. Uh, yeah. This is 1994, 1995, maybe 1998. Who knows? But. It's pretty funny that we unearthed the one script that I wrote and it happens to have a pretty healthy yeah. gay storyline. It's a, <laughs> what, What's really fascinating, though, is it's not about people being gay it's about Mm -hmm. homophobia (laughs) Mm -hmm. i guess it's progressive yeah well that's that's generous um i think that clearly what's happening here the the line of what's with you today and homophobics could really be applied to me and yes (laughs) that was that was what was was with me the writer that day homophobics it sounds like a word a concept that I heard, I understood it, uh, but I was so proud that I knew what a homophobic was right. and tantalized by it that I really wanted to, I guess, impress everyone. So how can you defend um, that take, by the way? I, I, I'm this more is embarrassed. The take. This is the take. That's what I want you to the Simba explain. thing. Yeah. So like, I'm so embarrassed by that. But like, Sure. <laughs> but well, like, like more than anything, like at least have an example of what the right, hyenas did. Exactly. So he just said Simba was a homophobic because the hyenas were gay. Yes. The they hyenas were hide. gay because didn't, never right, offered. We never got <laughs> explanation not given because they were friends. I think it's because, and we'll get to this later. They he he a lot. Oh, we will get there. That's true. <laughs> the more damning part of this. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's unclear. Uh, the line that I really, really hate is... Ooh, can I guess? Good, sure. Uh, well, is it Kramer talking in the third person, which I've never heard? No, he does. He says Cosmo. He's, he definitely he? has said Cosmo Kramer. I Well, <laughs> I don't know. maybe he doesn't ever speak in that, but my young friends... Ah, uh, yeah. The, the adding young... If he said, but my friends, no one hides any of Cosmo Kramer, I'd be like, that's fine. But like, is but odd. my young it's friends. A, it's an odd modifier to throw in. What an asshole I was. <laughs> <laughs> it's so clunky. Uh, let's not brush past, and there's more than, I made a list of groups that I offend. Um, schizo? Yeah. Not happy about how I treat the mentally ill in this episode. Sure. They How's get... your girlfriend Kramer? Schizo! <laughs> Schizo's a real burn. She's a she's a schizophrenic because she'll call you to talk about things. Yeah. <laughs> what a another bitch. word. Another word. I was probably proud to know. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, but follow that. <laughs> Just murders row of I'll go insane. I'll be invited to an institution. Suicide. Like just no no respect for mental health. However. I will say that this is dated. Right, yeah. I don't think anything I don't think lot. anything in this or the rest of the script is uh offensive for its time. No. But no. it's interesting going back for sure. Yeah. And seeing how much more careful in such a better way we are just like, maybe don't say that. I mean, this is when was um forty year old virgin? That's two thousand seven. Yeah, that sounds yeah. right. This precedes forty-year-old virgin. Uh, you know how I know you're gay by thirteen years, right. double like more than double your yeah, life. That's true. 
Um, so yeah, it's not. I mean, even, it's, even fast it's food alarming. clerks. Even fast food clerks now, I would be like, do we really want to just insult fast yeah, food clerks? Like, like there's a lot of minimum socioeconomic factors. Like <laughs> so dismissive, Jerry never had a real job. So George telling Jerry, you don't have to be sar- so sarcastic. Is is that the gr- best grasp of what? 10 year old Justin understood about the show where it's Jerry. Jerry is sarcastic. George is serious. Like that was your understanding was that these are the polar, like that George is going to get upset. Right. So like you just say, right. Okay. Yeah. I guess that that's right. Uh, I, 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 I at least am happy that I knew like sarcastic was applied to a accurate example. Says, yeah. I, at least I know I'll help you talk dirty with a fast food clerk. I mean, I'm with George that there's George, Jerry doesn't yeah, need to be so sarcastic. He was overly sarcastic here. <laughs> but I'll commit that he created an entire reality where he gets invited to an insane asylum. I wouldn't say we're leaving the scene on a high note no. comedically by pointing it out. Like, has anyone ever? It's just one of the most grating things. And I'm wondering if that's. And we'll get to this later with Elaine's storyline. But <laughs> if uh, if you don't have to be so sarcastic is something that I heard a lot. And I really oh, wanted to get it. It was something that pissed me off. Right. So I thought, yeah, like yeah. I hate when people say it. What's amazing about this, though, is that like the the way that you talk about uh, homophobia in this is aged. But this next scene is perhaps more aged. Elaine <laughs> is opening the scene sitting next to Jerry's window um, in his apartment, smoking a cigarette while she reads the paper, or while he reads the paper. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm excited to hear Elaine. What's with this? What? You're smoking now? Yes. It quenches my hunger for life. You know, those things are bad for your lungs. They are? Well, gosh darn it, where have I been for the last 20 years? Hey, you'll be sorry when they lead you to an early grave. Is this because you quit a couple years ago? I can smoke outside. No, you can smoke here. Hey, Kramer. Do you know how long I've been thinking about her? For the last couple of hours, I've been thinking of how I can possibly get out of this relationship with her not wanting to still be friends. Kramer, I wish I could tell you something, but Hold I... It. I'm getting something. I have to be alone. What's wrong with this girlfriend? Oh, apparently she calls real late to talk about weird stuff. Like last night she talked about how she's a homophobic or something. Nope. Still got nothing. Kramer, just pretend that you're gay. Now, how is Whoa. he... Back up. Preach on, soul sister. Well, just pretend that you're gay now. You can't date her, and she wouldn't even want to be near you as friends. Hey, that's not a bad idea. I'll write her a letter. Anyone can write a letter. She would want you to open up in public. Call and leave a message. Yeah, she doesn't have a machine. But I know someone who does. Oh, all right. You can borrow it. Gideon. Why was Elaine smoking? Uh, Where? 
Is no this, softball to start? Uh, I'm just curious. Is this? Let's talk about your dad. Me, me. Is this because your dad smoked? Like, what is? At this point, my brother also smoked. Okay. Uh, he would have been 20. Yeah, he was in film school smoking. I definitely had already. I didn't know my dad smoked until actually probably till after this. I knew my brother smoked before I knew my dad did. Okay. Uh, but yeah, I mean, me sitting here as someone who's been smoking since high school, uh, which is, puts me in a very, very elite rare category demographic at this point. (laughs) Uh, it's obviously interesting to see that. Cause uh, it it wasn't, it's not homophobia and smoking are the two issues I tackled. It's not just that Elaine was smoking. It's that Jerry apparently quit smoking. Yeah, I can see it. Like you created an alternate history for Jerry where He's you explained that adults either smoke or have quit smoking. <laughs> Whew. There's a lot to uncover there. Well, what was interesting when I first saw it, when I first reread this, was like, oh my God, I wonder if I'm like, this will be funny if I am coming you know, down hard on smoking only to end up as a smoker like how right. how ironic right but it's it's not it looks like because i present both sides of the argument well, right yeah and it's it such kinda... a tepid response to like like the improv yes and thing it's kind of the opposite where it's you're smoking now yeah and then he says well it's gonna kill you and then she says oh i can go outside and then he says no you can stay here yeah. <laughs> it's just an odd balance of yeah you're it's you're, okay but it's not it sounds like a a little boy <laughs> a little boy trying to come to grips with the idea that he knows this thing is bad for people he cares about, uh, even though he thinks it's cool. Right, right. It's, hey, that is still how I feel about it. Yeah. You don't have to say little boy. I think it is a, uh, I think it is not a binary issue. I think it's right. complicated. Um, I think Elaine knows it's not good for her. She's clearly being deadpan when she says yes it quenches my hunger for life that's a bill murray line right uh i think um and the where have i been for the last 20 years i mean this is something i probably said within the last year of someone telling me that right. you know smoking's bad for you like oh fuck you obviously i do give me you know judge my decision to smoke but don't make me seem like an idiot so is she angry in this scene when she says uh is this because you quit a couple years ago like yeah, i think a little bit outside? especially because maybe they were dating together or they were right. dating at the time i don't know and I mean, you know chandler i think friends had probably just come out at this point like we forget like chandler was smoking it's a great on a it's network a, it's a great episode is he's 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 sneaking cigarettes uh, in his desk, and they they handled it kind of the same way ten year old Justin did, which was like judgment from some characters, but also like I don't know, it wasn't that. Uh, yeah, that was kind of looked good. That episode was definitely written by a smoker. Yeah, one hundred percent. Um, okay, so Kramer has this girlfriend. Just moving things along. I've heard about her. Right. Yes. We. She doesn't have a name. I don't think. Right. Nope. Never. <laughs> Bechdel. We'll call her Bechdel. Nah, yeah. <laughs> um, but she is a person. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kramer's sick of hearing her complain about uh, how she hates gay people, mm-hmm. um, and so he's going to record a message where he is clearly gay. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think uh, the just individual line wise preach on soul sister. 
Yeah. Evan was really giggling about that one, and he's right too. It's um, I think if you took out soul, it'd it's be odd. fine. Uh, but it's you know it's a little uh, racially not great. Hey, ten-year-old Justin, <laughs> he had other influences too. I was saying he looked like Sister Act was also recently out. <laughs> Preach on Soul Sister. Uh, I was saying to Evan is the the written equivalent of the way kids do the saturday night fever dance of just right. like appropriating <laughs> yeah. like yeah. Or, or now or like dabbing the, uh, the dabbing and flossing like the way that just voguing yeah. yeah 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 just everyone knows how to get a laugh right and i bet i jesus christ i probably got laughs like at family gatherings saying preach on soul sister i guarantee you wrote that line and was you did too moved Linder. On. <laughs> I was like, I know. obviously i'm saying stole soul sister here <laughs> All right, well, Giddy Up is, a, is really a great transition into the next scene. And yeah. um, we're going into Kramer's apartment. Now. Well, I guess we should... Oh, no, you probably want to talk about this. <laughs> Hello. You have reached my answering machine. I just moved in with my gay lover, Carl. So call back. <laughs> Perfect. It is perfect. <laughs> it is. Short um, one. Wish it didn't exist. As you were writing this, were you doing a limp wrist? Were you typing with a limp wrist? Like as a... Uh, you're referring to the hee-hee? I am, yeah. You think that was perhaps my Michael Jackson interpretation of effeminate behavior? Then? It's honestly odd thinking about the, the caricature of a gay person back then. Mm-hmm. Um, where it is like he he it's and ugly Lipris. it's and it's like i mean it's like blackface or something yes. where it's just like shocking <laughs> that you've reduced that, things yes. down to like no this is this is the thing they do uh-huh. but i know for a fact that every single one of us back then had a gay voice yeah oh god yeah and well into my 20s it's it's why like when these things spring up that are well into your 20s <laughs> um when these things spring up where it's like I mean, this is probably shitty to say, but like, like a Virginia governor is wearing right. blackface. It's like, it doesn't upset me as much as a lot of other things because, like, yeah, of course that's horrible. No, yeah, I think. Well, that's I think with especially with that stuff, it's like we'll acknowledge the mistake now. <laughs> yes. If someone, if I was running for office and someone brought this up, be like, that's horrible. It's right. horrible. It's stupid. It's ignorant. And uh, let's use this as a teaching moment, please. <laughs> Stop right. talking about me. Uh, gay lover, I find a uh, funny great. little and also redundant. Carl is, Carl is the only name <laughs> that you could have chosen. That's also straight from The Simpsons, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, so we're uh, we're in the restaurant now. Hey, hey! I'm surprised you'd even show your face here, considering you always eat or talk at Skyburger. It's lunch. Do you have any idea how crowded that place is? So how much longer do I have to screen my calls? No longer. I've got a phone. Welcome to the technology age of this thing we call civilization. <laughs> well, listen, you know the game in Cleveland that was rained out last week? Well, it's being played tonight, so I'll be gone tonight with the Yankees. Anyway, Barbara, Skyburger, is going to call tonight to tell me where to meet her. So, I need to borrow your answering machine. Yeah, it's fine. I just need to get it from Kramer. 
Well, I don't have time to go by your place and pick it up, so drop it off at my place. No problem. What'd you do after the movie? It was so pathetic. I spent hours thinking of a greeting for the machine. What'd you come up with? You know the drill. Why that? Well, you guys are borrowing it, so since you can't really tell the difference between voices on the machine, I figured we could always use the same greeting. Oh, guess what? Elaine is smoking now. I can't stand it. I have to throw them away somehow. Every time I see her, I get the urge to throw them out the window. When she goes to the bathroom, take them from her purse. It's juvenile. It's rude. It's invading her privacy. I like it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you understood the rule of threes. Yeah, that. I was trying to reverse engineer where that structure comes from of the yeah i'm gonna say three things and then yeah be a bad boy Did you find it no no i was hoping you knew it's but. juvenile it's rude yeah it's there i like it. it i like it yeah it's uh, it's obviously stolen oh god <laughs> yes and we've probably done it in the last like eight years yeah it's a trope yeah I actually think the scene is kind of great. It's pretty boring. Yeah. I guess it's not. <laughs> a lot of uh, logistics of how yeah. the answering machine will be delivered. A lot of exposition of uh, George's Cleveland Yankees. <laughs> <laughs> that stretch is unbearable. It's so long. Uh, it's really funny to me that you named Skyburger Barbara but not Kramer's girlfriend. And I can only think that's intentional, right? Because she's way less important in this. Yeah, I don't think... I, I, I bet Kramer's girlfriends half the time were not named. Uh, yeah, that's definitely... I'm going I'm to pass the buck on that yeah, one. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, did you like the... Uh, I'm surprised you would even show your face around here considering you always eat, comma, or talk, comma, at Skyburger. Right, so... That is, I know enough to know that I still would uh, kind of slow up sentences now in my sure. comedy writing. I yeah. still would do that, but it would be like the computer newspaper. That's for written word only. That's for reading. Right. To slow up a line of dialogue for uh, some extra joke as like a new clause. That's a written, that, that's to read it. Obviously, no one talks like that. Sure. And if they did, they're an asshole. They're like Fraser Crane. <laughs> it's just like it's so slow it's it's odd it's, it's not funny odd. either i like your punctuation though assuming you didn't uh you didn't re-edit this that's what's crazy is i bet it's things like that that actually made me like a good writer right like that like that's i mean i was you know not lauded heavily but in my writing class i was obviously one of the better writers right. and i bet it's structure like that that at 10, they were like, yeah. oh, wow. He's like, you know what I, what I remember uh, having a grasp on that like vaulted me above the other people in my class was understanding that when you're writing dialogue, um, having a comma ending a quotation mark, having like he said or she yeah, said yeah. and then continuing it. Right. Or like she said it like blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And like a lot of that beyond just the grammar stuff of it, it does. And like we do this now where it, it it keeps you in that moment. Mm -hmm. uh, we're <laughs> reading way too much into this, but like writing conversationally is a thing. A lot of people can't do. Yeah. Um, and you do a great job of writing conversationally for some just homophobic 
<laughs> derivative bigots. But yeah, I don't know that they're homophobic. Well, no, they're, cer- they're certainly not. the he he was yeah. homophobic. Kramer but, Kramer is, and he probably is. But let's be honest, homophobic is thrown around in this thing as if it's a slur. Yeah, as you said, pretty progressive. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so we're going, uh, next scene starts in Jerry's apartment lobby, which is some, did we ever see Never that? before seen. Right, so you're creating, you're creating a reality where- Build me that set, Jerry, NBC. Jerry's an ex-smoker, <laughs> Elena's a current smoker, and we're now in Jerry's lobby for the first time ever. Yeah, and there's going to, there's going to be an action sequence afterwards where they're, they're running up, you know, through the, the apartment building. And when they get in there, Kramer is on the couch throwing out magazines. They barge in looking for cigarettes everywhere, under the couch cushions, all over the place. Glenn. Glenn, wake up. Glenn. One minor question. Why are you sleeping in the lobby of the building? Jerry, you would not believe what I've gone through. I came over here last night to get my cigarettes that I left here last night. I'm about to buzz you. Kramer walks out, closes the door, and says, Jerry's gone. (sighs) So I'm thinking where you might have gone. Then I realize you probably went to lunch. But I was tired and I didn't want to walk that long. So I'm looking for Kramer because he has a key to get in, but all of a sudden, he's disappeared. So I buzz Newman, thinking he might have a key. So I go to his room, there's no key, and it smells. So, due to lack of purpose and oxygen, I leave, then I decided to wait in the lobby for you, and I must have dozed off. Elaine, are the cigarettes still up there? Where are they? What? What? Her cigarettes! Her cigarettes! Hers? Whoops! I thought you were starting up again, so I threw them out the window. Yes! They landed on the ground somewhere. Damn! I think the bums picked them up. Yes! It's no big deal. I'll get some more. Damn! Kramer, can I have my answering machine back? You have to hear this, though. Let me go get it. You know, you don't have to smoke to quench your hunger for life. Oh? What did you have in mind? Painting. Listen to this. You have one message. Kramer, how could you? You went to the other... the other side. (laughs) I never want to see you again. Tuesday, 1 a.m. That was your last message. I will erase Not bad, huh? Oh, erase the greeting. Erase the greeting, key plot point. Yeah, that was, that's fair. <laughs> that is a key plot point. This episode would uh, mercifully end now if he <laughs> they just heeded that warning. Yeah, but he didn't. No. So we move on. Did you think that... Uh, 
there has ever been a more boring anecdote about how someone was caught sleeping in the lobby. But that's the beauty of Julia Louis-Dreyfus or somebody who performs her perfectly is like, you're just in. Like it doesn't, things don't have to happen. You're just in for the ride once you hear somebody performing it so well. What's crazy is I've never been a a, a good writer who uh, <laughs> like plans his scenes ahead of time. Sure. Even now, it's sketches like, yeah, just figure it out. Just write as I go and then go back and edit it. So, like, it seems like this was all to create Building a situation something. where they would have this comedic dash to throw out her cigarettes. But I don't even know that that's true. I can't give myself that credit. I might have just thought it was funny she was in the lobby and then thought, hmm, actually, this is Wait. kind of an opportunity to have the cigarettes thing come up. Hold up. Is this a comedy? <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah, uh, we better start this over. Uh, by the way, the same uh, comma structure of uh, so due to lack of purpose, comma and oxygen, right? Comma, as the same thing as the eat and or talk at Skyburger. Also, I believe ten-year-old Justin had a good grasp on the Oxford comma. He still does. Well, I know he does, but <laughs> if you didn't, I'd give it to you hard right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, My favorite part of this scene is uh, Kramer exclaims how he threw them out the window and jerry's like yes and then kramer says they landed on the ground somewhere Mm -hmm. which is you'd expect anytime you you throw something out the window It, it would probably land on the ground somewhere but it seems like you wrote that just so you could work in that the bums picked him up. No. Oh, you think I had an axe to grind with and the bums? I think that this is oddly the most offensive thing in here. It is. Uh, I think I th- the line, I think the bums picked yeah, them up. It's the, the bum. It's not even the, a bum. It's the, like it's a tribe of people. It's a, yeah, this is like a it, they're, they're, They've been othered successfully, young Justin. Yeah. <laughs> um, like they're fucking animals. It's like, I think that the hyenas picked them up. That's right. what I'm saying. This is that. a 10-year-old white boy in yeah. Montgomery County. Good so. grasp of homelessness. <laughs> we know that that would have been cool, though, on NBC. Like they were still saying the bums. I think they didn't sign vote. Like the bums, the bums touch the bagels and stuff. Right. Like they test. Uh, but I want to defend this joke. Okay. I think it's one of the two jokes I actually like, and that's the yes, da da da, damn, da 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 da, yes, da 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 da. And then damn. she doesn't. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's parallel structure, Trev. Right. So, and then it's all building to a lane, and you think she's going to be really upset, but instead she's just like, yeah, it's no big deal. It surely undermines the, everything about what just happened and the mad dash. <laughs> but that makes it funny. <laughs> yeah, it? I think so. Yeah. I hope that's what you the were going for. The critics sure didn't get it. But uh, yeah, no, I think the I think the, the yes, damn, yes, damn series is still kind of funny. Uh, we're fine with saying that opening up about being a homosexual is you went to the other side. Oh God, no! We're no, not. Okay, of course that, not. That's, that's horrible. That's <laughs> really open nose. They let off the hook with that. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, like all you all you've done is say this woman is horrible. Mm-hmm. She's a terrible person. That's true. And also, I think in the Seinf- Seinfeld specifically, in a few episodes, said like playing for the other team. It's the it's the lexic it's the lingo of the time, you know. Yeah, yeah, but seeing it now, ugly. Yeah, but ugly for sure. But I mean, it's the same reason that uh, Quentin Tarantino defends his right to say the N word, right? Like, 
Yeah. You're not saying this. Your character is saying right. this. Well, it's like, you know, people can hear uh, Amy Schumer bit or something, and uh, she's making a point about racism, but people will say, like, you can't say that. But Norman Lear can do it right. in All in the Family and have Archie Bunker say it, and it's not a problem. If you have a character say it, not a person. It's okay. I do think that... Uh, Did you just compare yourself? <laughs> to Norman Lear. Yeah. Uh, I, I do think that she... I went a little easy on her. Like, if she's a true homophobic, do you think she would only put it the other side? Like, it isn't... No, she would say something awful. Yeah. But I, I'm not positive you knew the lingo at I'm the counting time. that as a... Or <laughs> you, you might have just been censoring yourself because you knew this was for network TV. <laughs> this wasn't HBO. <laughs> Like you had to, you had to play to the audience. This is playing in Nebraska, you know. I when I read the you went to the other, the other side, I certainly went, oh, ouch. Yeah, and then that thought, was ugly. Then thought about it, like that could have been worse, actually. Oh my god, I kind of wish you'd written that. Like we would be, we would be having some fun if you wrote what you meant. Yeah. Yep. All right, so now we're outside George's store. <laughs> Painting? <laughs> what would I paint? What would I paint, Jerry? I don't know! You haven't stopped talking! Just don't smoke! Hey, you got it? I still don't get why you're going with the New York Yankees. Damn it, the team needs me. Sure, I don't actually work. But I symbolize the spirit that has and always will be the Yankee organization. So you're saying, forget Ruth, forget Gehrig, forget Mantle, forget DiMaggio, forget Mattingly. We want Costanza. In a less exaggerated way, yes. How do you hook this thing up? You don't. It has some sensors that it picks up, a phone ring within ten feet, and the machine somehow taps into the line of, I don't know, technology. I don't know and I don't care. Let's go. I just moved in with my gay lover, Carl. So call back. Hee <laughs> George, this is Barbara. Don't ever call me again, you lying jerk. I was considering going all the way with you. I thought you were the one. Oh, and don't ever come by Skyberger again. First of all, you, uh, you did forget the rule that you had earlier about the rule of threes here you, you think i named Garrett. too many yankee players i think you you knew you knew what you knew uh Mattingly was the most recent this is beginning to i think this is where the script really goes downhill <laughs> <laughs> i think that uh from now on you can it, it becomes way more plagiarism of actual right. dialogue and scenes that happen like this conversation where Jerry finds out that uh, that George is working for the Yankees in the real Seinfeld. I think he does like a Ruth Mantle DiMaggio Costanza. Like, he does that joke. Exactly. I just added Ooh. names <laughs> and I don't know why when it's this, he would feel the need to still bring this up uh, after we've established that George works for the Yankees. Uh, so that's just straight up copied. That's okay. Yeah, <laughs> that's okay, man. I agree, and I do think that that's interesting. The way that all kid brains work is that I was not trying to get away with something consciously. 
Right. By just straight up plagiarizing lines. Right. I was just sitting down at a computer. Writing what you thought was funny. Writing, yeah, writing what I thought was funny, completely unaware of the fact that uh, it was just regurgitating. Also, which is what you do when you're a kid. And your dad's a Yankees fan. So I think that probably played into it somewhat too. Is like, this is an understanding, like raised on Yankee lore. I bet that joke stuck out a little bit more to you. I guess I just didn't think they had hammered it home enough. Right. In the actual (laughs) show. Uh, Yeah. What's your problem with Barbara's message? Before we get there, I'd just like to point out that George again points out that Jerry's being sarcastic. And so like it's consistency in a less less exaggerated way. Yeah, um, yeah, that's a real writer uh, no-no that you might not get when you're starting out, is don't acknowledge. Frankly, you shouldn't point out that somebody's been sarcastic or funny, uh, mm-hmm. and that's a lesson you don't learn until, yeah. at least in our case, we were about 32. Yes, yes. No, I really love Barbara's message. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I, so... It's a certain naivete about sexuality. So <laughs> she, she says lying jerk. That's great. It just builds up. Uh, but I was considering going all the way with you. Uh-huh. Um, it's the way adult women talk. If you don't mind divulging how old you were when you lost your virginity. Like how far, how, how far away were you? I the- was uh, nine years uh, well, now I kind of want to make it seem like I wrote this when I was 17. <laughs> I was two years away. No, uh, yeah, yeah. No, I wasn't I wasn't ready for sexuality then or now. <laughs> no, but I mean, like, going all the way with you is a very... Somebody who was raised on television, that's the way they would understand it. Yeah, well, and I thought you were the one right after it. Right, that those two things are connected. This bitch Catholic? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> What is going on here? But yeah, uh, George is no longer allowed to go to Skyburner. Yeah, I mean, I'm glad that this episode wasn't centered around some sort of sexual thing. And we can't look back at how uh, fourth grade Justin was coping with his understanding of that stuff. I'm glad I instead I just dove into um, tobacco and homosexuality. (laughs) The things I knew. (laughs) I want to point out that in this next scene, there will be a fifth character... Uh, Newman, who comes in, in case it's hard to tell the difference in, uh, well, it's my voice. I play Kramer and Newman. (laughs) Jerry, it's good to be free. You got some sleep, I'm assuming? Well, kind of. What do you mean? I wasn't tired. George? Uh, yeah. Hey, can you believe George taking his job so seriously? I don't know, but he is confident. Maybe he can get me in to meet some of the Yankees, if he's getting confident. Since when have you been shy around Yankees? You told Paul O'Neill to hit two home runs and catch a ball in his hat. You kept banging on the table when you saw Joe DiMaggio in Dinky Donuts. And you punched Mickey Mantle's lights out at that fantasy camp. Uh, what's your point? I can't believe you. How could you leave that greeting? I told Jerry to tell you. Elaine talked the whole way over to your house. I forgot. Don't even think about it. What about you, Doughboy? You know, you actually could have checked. Jerry said he would put you know the drill. Kramer did the greeting. 
Everybody shut up. Some people are trying to sleep. Who sleeps at 3 p.m.? Drunks and the unemployed. Let's just go to lunch. You got the machine? Yeah, here. Take it. I mean, there's so much action here. Yeah, I mean, it's an it's an applause worthy scene. Like it's it's laughs that build to applause, which sometimes happened in Seinfeld when there would be a physical confrontation. I feel like the studio audience was encouraged. They're having some fun here, to, and like they don't have to pump in the laugh track on this one. Like there's, it's choreographed. The actors are coming in prepared. I mean, this is this is why we write. This is this is set. This is when you moments. set up these misunderstandings so that uh, friends can choke each other. Right. So let's talk about the Simpsons for a second. Sure. This is this is the scene that feels the most. Uh, I mean, you have mm-hmm. you have characters choking each other, which has never happened on Seinfeld, but happens a lot on The Simpsons. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have Doughboy. Mm-hmm. Have, uh, Elaine calling George or George Doughboy. Well, she often gave him shit for his weight, but yeah. Yeah. This felt to me like it was, it was, your influences were colliding in this beautiful kaleidoscope of, uh, I mean, this is how art is created. You know, it mm-hmm. doesn't come from a vacuum. It comes from um, influences. And, and that's what happened here is we just got this magic moment. And borrowing. And uh, at some point, just doing an outright verbal clip show of the many times that Kramer interacted with Yankees. And Right. And also uh, just domestic abuse mm-hmm. is just straight up. You know what I realized? Um, this is a big aside, but you know how I've, I've we've talked about this for like 10 years now. Um, the cadence that's like bored by your own list yeah. is what I was calling it. And I've right. uh, been trying to figure out a way to do it. I noticed it. Ten years ago, a lot of my female friends would start talking like this, and when they were describing their job, they would do this, and they kind of have this like up talk, and that's I would say it's bored by their own list, and it's like whenever there's a comma, it's like people are are insecure about how bad their story is. Right. That's why they do it, so that they're acknowledging that I'm just right. giving you details, and I know they're boring. It's like but... ending a comedy sketch where it's like... Yeah, but I've been, we've been trying to figure out how to actually like name it or do that, um, but I've noticed that over the last like couple years, like it's not women, it's everyone does this. Right. Like yeah. I'm sure I do it. Um, and then last week, or two weeks ago, Trump did it. Famously oh, yeah, now, right. as part of the uh, and, and then yeah. they're gonna veto it. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Go to appeals court, and then yeah. So now it's kind of uh, too critical mass to do anything with. Uh, but I love that it made its way to the presidency. Um, anyway, why it's related <laughs> here is I think it comes from yada yada yada. Yada yada yada. Yeah, that's fair. I think that's where the cadence that's came from. Fair. I think I think we can trace it back to Seinfeld. It seeped into our unconscious somehow. It's really frustrating. Um, that's 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 odd. That might yeah. be true. Yeah, it's really frustrating. It's, it's most frustrating to me on podcasts mm-hmm. um, because right. yeah, yeah. When you're settling in for like fifty minutes or an hour or something like that, and you notice these you know vocal tendencies that that people have, and all you have is what you're hearing, mm-hmm. you just narrow in on it like that's all you that's all you can focus on by the end and it makes me what what they're saying feels less important to me yeah 
Um, but it's odd to me that if it did come from Seinfeld, that in a lot of ways it's become kind of genderized. Right. Yeah. That's how it kind of, I mean, it makes sense. It is what you're doing is you're, you're doing a yada, yada, yada. These are the things that aren't really that necessary to point out, but I do need to point them out. Yeah. It makes sense that that cadence was then applied to something that it it does specifically relate to. Right. And if it's Elaine was the one who did that. Wow. She actually deserves credit. Yeah. I mean, it's a a theory, but like I've, I've kind of researched this a lot because upspeak is different than that. Upspeak is like when you, um, you know, this is like the Susan Sontag, not Susan Sontag, whoever, who wrote the lean in. Um, but yeah, basically it tells, you know, women in the workplace to, you got to right. not up talk. Right. You can't end your ideas with kind of a question. Uh, right. This is, it's a similar, I looked that up. That's called high rising terminal. Uh, but really, yeah, I don't think that's what this is. Cause it's, it's always a list. It's always where there's a comma, you're like apologizing with your tone that right. this isn't over yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're exhausted by your own list. <laughs> and, and you're also not promising that it's over yet. No, no. You're just like, I'm sorry. We'll I get there. This. And Durant was out. And then Clay got injured. But I mean, we just hear it all the time. So I hope the audience starts listening for that. <laughs> you're welcome. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so. This is kind of the final scene besides yeah. the epilogue, right? Back in the restaurant. Yep. Okay, somebody give me the details of what's happened since we left the machine at his place. Allow me. I come home from the Yankee game today, and I see a message on the machine. I'm thinking dirty jokes and a place to meet Bar. Bar? May I continue? Yeah, it just seems a little odd. Bar. I kick off my shoes, lay down, and get ready for what I thought was my big break. I listen to the message. She generally stated how I blew it, and then she went on and on about how I blew the best thing that ever came to me. Poor machine. It's not over. I go to the bathroom, clueless about what led to this. I hear the phone ring, and I flush, only to hear Kramer's voice on my machine, proclaiming he's gay. Suddenly, it's all clear, as well it should be. Who was on the phone? It was a salesman who hung up when I said hello. So it wasn't all that bad. Yeah, I wish I had a machine that could detect salesmen. <laughs> Jerry, you should, you should do something about that in your act. I don't think so. You say that like you're better than me. It would be funny, like the idea that all salesmen are homophobics. It's not funny! I don't mean to be condescending, but it's not funny! Another thing, what's with you always thinking you're better than everybody? First you go on and on about Ted Danson, now the New York Yankees. All right already! Jerry, I need you to help me carry this fridge from the mall to my house. Why him? You know, my parents are remodeling the house. They're supposed to call me today. George, did you ever erase the greeting? No, why? Ma! Yeah, it should be noted that it says freeze frame for the executive producer credits. <laughs> Justin knew what executive uh-huh. producers were. Mm-hmm. Whew. I mean, are you not proud of this? I think you should be. The only joke I am proud of here, uh, which is two of three, I think, is Jerry's problem with Bar yeah. as a nickname for Barbara. That seems a little odd. Bar? 
I think it's still kind of funny. It is still kind of funny. I think it's still right that joke. I actually think the scene is pretty good. It's pretty solid. Well, uh, George takes his sweet time getting through this story. Also, never start a scene with someone saying, will somebody please give me the details of what's happened? Yeah, but I feel like Seinfeld did that. They probably didn't. Maybe they didn't. How did we get here? Right. But like as the last scene, but yeah, allow me. <laughs> Just everything about George's language pisses me off. Like it doesn't even sound like the same character from 17 pages ago. Oh no, of course not. But <laughs> the talking talking through a thing that happened that you don't see is definitely a thing Seinfeld did. Yeah, that's true. Um so I thought what was really great here is the uh you high roading your own joke. <laughs> with with yeah with george pitching an idea to jerry that jerry turns down Mm -hmm. like what is going on in your head there i think it's consistent with the george jerry dynamic that's definitely stolen from other episodes of george recommending it is but when i got to that joke i was like that's a solid justice and then you made fun of it and i was like it felt kind of self-loathing oh a machine that detects salesmen yeah as the original joke right yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's not that good, is it? Well, no, but I mean, compared to everything. Sure. That's fair. That's fair. It's ama- There's no way I could be an arbiter at that point of yeah. what was a bad joke and what was good. But boy, did I know the word condescending. You did. Yeah. Uh, uh, the, the most confusing line in this entire mess. Is it Ted Danson? No. Well, that's a, just a straight up reference to an earlier Seinfeld episode where okay. he really likes Ted Danson. But it's suddenly it's all clear as well it should be. <laughs> right. What the fuck kind of language is that? It's certainly not one that's appropriate for Jason Alexander to be saying in a coffee shop. <laughs> like, that is like Monty Python. I don't even know. Like, yeah. trying to be like, as well it should be. That's not funny. It's not funny. <laughs> I'm not trying to be condescending. It's not funny. Uh, oh god and jerry i need you to help me carry this fridge from the mall to my house like imagine i brought that line to you now in a film we were writing oh sure like could you come up with some nouns that weren't so boring the mall (laughs) my house this fridge (laughs) hey your art you switched up your article game though that's good yeah i love that george was offended that he wasn't (laughs) makes no sense i don't understand and jerry says you know my parents are remodeling the house right they're supposed to call me today and and how does that answer the question larry david would have introduced that uh jerry's parents are remodeling the house 20 pages ago so that it leads to wait no but you still knew it had to end on a no yeah 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 the fist to the sky right (laughs) it's the beast why can't i get rid of this cursed answering machine (laughs) oh man all right so uh credits yeah jerry's apartment uh, now filled with paintings. You get, you gotta wrap up every story, Trev. <laughs> yeah, you do. Whoa, what's going on here? <laughs> you know, to get Elaine to stop smoking, I was telling her to paint. Well, she listened. <laughs> Considering the many times she hasn't listened to me, I was stunned when she called me saying she didn't have enough room. She's painting 24-7. Did you tell her she's bad yet? 
Apparently you can't be bad at painting, she said. It's amazing how she can give up cigarettes, the most popular addiction in the world, and be addicted to painting. <laughs> Hello? Ma, you got my machine! It wasn't even me! It was Kramer! No, he isn't either. I don't know about George. I'm not gay! Not that there's anything wrong with that. God damn. Wow. So much packed into about 30 seconds. I mean, I didn't even think we were going to perform this little epilogue thing, but... It's too good. It's that last line that really, if Justin thought he was going to get away with robbing this creative bank and just stealing parts from other episodes without the audience being savvy enough to recognize it... But you thought it was a callback. I guess that's true, but I don't think they did that that often. Like, <laughs> Seinfeld wasn't that wasn't that much of a catchphrase. Like, I mean, it was catchphrase has developed for sure. It's pop culturally very important, but I don't think I give them credit that they wouldn't do the same line. They wouldn't do not that there's anything wrong no. with that. <laughs> no, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but you know what? Your story checks out. That was February eleventh, nineteen ninety three. So we're right. Lion King was ninety four. I think it. I had to have been eleven or you know. Um, I actually think this is a pretty well constructed little epilogue. I love the line. Did you tell her she's bad yet? Okay, so, I actually no, no, laughed no. when reading that. Not only that, but apparently you can't be bad at painting. It's kind of a good take. That's a good joke. It's a good take. That's a good joke. It makes me think, is that why the entire painting thing was... I mean, because where the fuck did painting come from uh, 30 minutes ago? Of like, yeah, painting. Yeah. Why would little Justin... <laughs> we should just say little Justin yeah, this whole little time. Justin <laughs> little Justin. Why, what was his angle on painting? Yeah, apparently you found out, like, what? I don't know if that's... I tell you what, now I'm the guy how when people complain about art and they're like, well, I could do this. Or like, I'm way the other side of like, no, you fucking couldn't. Right. Like, I don't get why this is good either, but it must be. Just, well, that's not true. It's so overpriced. Yeah, but even then, it's like, I just don't get it. It's like poetry. The like, the, like good, really, really good poetry is something I'll never understand yeah. why it's so good. It doesn't mean I'm right. Yeah, it's an odd, it's an odd dig. That's something I don't understand. Although somebody did sell their actual canned shit for like a million dollars. That's a real thing that happened in the art world. So. <laughs> it's true. Uh, it deserves a lot of what, uh, but, what it goes. But yeah, I love, I just love the, you know how, you know, to get a lady to stop smoking, I was telling her to paint. Which the audience knows also. Mm-hmm. Like the visual joke worked on its own. Mm-hmm. Well, she listened, and when I got there, I was like, "Well, you didn't really need the line." But then it is tripled up, <laughs> considering the many times she hasn't listened to me. I was stunned when she <laughs> called me saying she didn't have enough room. She's been panting twenty four seven. Still, thank God we weren't around for that conversation. Yeah. Her, call, her calling him and got little Justin decided to work. cut it at 20 it pages time, instead yeah. of 22. Anyway, this has been a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, thank you for being brave on this. Well, yeah. I, re- I wish we all had one of these. If you can find your Simpsons notes, I'd yeah. love to go through them. But, like, this is a thing, right? Where, isn't it before you were famous or something? Where, yeah. um, granted, they are successful, famous people that unearth old, shitty things they used to do. Right. And in this case, it's just me doing it. 
I don't know. You haven't stopped talking. Just don't smoke. That's not Jerry at all. <laughs> Who's doing what now? That's so bad. It's good. She thinks you have a stable apartment with... Mm -hmm. She thinks you have a good job. God damn it. Everyone says good apartment. Yeah, everyone so says good apartment. Hey, hey! Nope. Nope, 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 nope. I don't know who that was. Uh, can you choke me? Or can someone choke me? Hey, enjoy. <laughs> Been waiting for this, huh? I'm surprised you'd even show your face here, considering you always eat or talk at Skyburger. Jesus <laughs> I think that's perfect. I mean, we need a highlight. This is when it's really it. Better, this right? is the point. Yeah. This is the point. Yeah. You don't have to be so sarcastic. That's a tough one. It's such a horrible. You don't have to be so sarcastic. You two. Are... <laughs> you two are so into buying this, aren't you? Gee. <laughs> Oh, we'll get there. We'll get there. Can't change it. Can't change it. Okay. It's amazing. <laughs> I've never said a Z that way before. It's amazing. Amazing. I'm surprised you'd even show your face here, considering you always eat or talk at Sky Burger. Oh my God. There's no way to say it. There's just no way to say it. Okay. <clears throat> Welcome to the technology age of this thing we cost. <laughs> <laughs> Mouthful, huh? Tried it. Oh tried to just so not even smooth. talk about it before and just slide so in. I mean, it's definitely it's the same thing as thinking about it.